Hi, and welcome to yet another Event Planner TV episode. Before I introduce my guests today, I want to share that we will launch a new uh, Event Planner TV series where we dive into very interesting uh, event cases. Uh, today we will bring a brand activation case, but if you have an interesting event case you want to share with our audience, get in touch. Eve and Bart, welcome to our studio. Thank you. Hi. Hi. You're both from Sylvester Agency um, and you brought a very interesting brand activation case um, today, but maybe I'll let you explain what is the case about. The case is about a project that we've done for uh, Europe more specific for European funds, but we'll come to that mm -hmm. later, um, where we wanted to communicate to youngsters what is Europe about, bring some positive awareness about Europe to the youngsters. Okay, before, before we start, um, how did Europe come to Sylvester? Was it a pitch that was organized or how did that uh, process go? Well, first of all, the, the, the four European funds uh, which we collaborated with, um, they are uh, managed by the Flemish government. Mm -hmm. And the Flemish government has a framework agreement with uh, Sylvester. So first of all, it wasn't a pitch. And the reason why this project was uh, such a success is partly because of that, because it, it allowed us to collaborate with our client to uh, did a first proposal, uh, to keep the good things from the first proposal, to remove uh, the lesser things and, and come back with an even greater proposal. And in that way, we, we managed to have a, a great collaboration with our clients. Do I understand it correctly that you say it is it could be more creative because it wasn't a pitch then? We could be uh, more creative because we, we were allowed to, uh, to get in touch again with the client and to, to have a little bit of uh, ping pong uh, with, back, and with forth, the, yeah. back and forth indeed with the client. Um, and I think for the creative process, that's very important because you can get uh, uh, wildly creative, but if it's not what the client wants, it's not creative at all. If we then go to, to the initial brief, what was the, the question you got? The European funds make a campaign for Europe every year. They mm -hmm. want to show the inhabitants of the countries to show them what Europe does in their daily lives in their region. This campaign is every year around the 9th of May Europe Day. This year, 2022, is the year of the young, of the youngsters. So they wanted to focus with their campaign on youngsters. Um, that's a very difficult target group, we don't have to tell you. Um, so they wanted to reach them in a way that's appealing and attractive for the youngsters and to make some positive awareness about Europe. How to do that? They already initiated the idea to work with some innovative technology. The client said, maybe we can work with AR or VR. Then we uh, had an internal brainstorm about this project and we did some research because we have to work together with a partner who specialized in uh, this innovative technology. Mm -hmm. um, and we came out with Yonder. They are very specialized in 360 VR movies. Mm -hmm. So we got back to the client with the idea of making a VR movie, 360 VR movie, with storytelling, with some narrative in the film where you will uh, lead the youngsters from project to other projects that Europe has funded. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, the, the reason why uh, it's the year of the youngsters is because uh, the elections uh, that are coming coming up, 
and that Europe wants to get a, yeah, a positive image, get everybody to the, to the voting. Exactly. The Belgian government has decided that from the elections in 2024, youngsters from the age of 16 will be allowed to vote for only for mm -hmm. European elections, for the European Parliament. So it's important for youngsters to know about Europe. Mostly they don't have a clue. You, you know that Europe is something far away in Brussels, or maybe you know it's Eurovision song. But <laughs> Isn't that Europe about? <laughs> if you ask youngsters, they don't have a clue. So you want to uh, get them aware what Europe does in their daily lives, in their regions. Uh, Europe funds per year or per six year, I think it is more than hundreds of projects all through Flanders. Um, so it's very important to show them what the impact of Europe is so that the youngsters have a positive vibe about Europe so that with the next elections they have this positive feeling and they want to go vote in a positive way for Europe. So just imagine how we felt at Sylvester when that briefing came in. <laughs> Sell Europe to youngsters 14 to 18 years old. Tell them that uh, Europe is right next in their neighborhood. We have thousands of projects we funded uh, and go show them that we did uh, this right next to their door. Um, so that was uh, extremely difficult. And then on top of that, with the innovative technology? Preferably. Preferably. Yeah. Which is a good idea, of course, because that's the way how to attract young people. They are interested in all this new stuff in gaming. And, and so you have to do it in a way that attracts them, that appeals them, that they are maybe curious mm -hmm. about. I already heard that you say, okay, we had a brainstorm. We come up, came up with a, um, a, 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 a virtual reality uh, video that um, we added a storyline to that. But even then, how do you make it attractive to that specific audience, which is a very difficult one? Well, like I said before, we had a, a very good collaboration with the client. So uh, we had, a, of course, a f first internal brainstorm where we investigated some, some uh, um, agencies like Yonder, for example, who, mm -hmm. who helped us, uh, but also like other technologies. We also uh, investigated augmented reality if the client specifically asked for a VR video, but is a VR video the best thing to do? So that's what we invested internally. But once we decided, let's go for the VR video and uh, uh, let's go with, with Yonder for that one, uh, we did a very, very large uh, brainstorm session for several hours uh, with Yonder, um, with the client, uh, which, uh, and they were represented by the four uh, mm -hmm. European funds, so a lot of people there. Um, with our creative team at Sylvester, um, but also with a few uh, people of the target audience. So oh, they that's, also that's were... That's very interesting. Yeah. So we had a, a few uh, members of uh, a school in, uh, in Brussels who were allowed from their principal to skip a day of school to join... <laughs> they were very happy they could be there then. <laughs> yeah, they were very happy, but they were also uh, impressed by... Uh, how, how it all was organized, the brainstorm, and that their opinion mattered. And yep. we, we had a, a few suggestions, we had a few ideas, but it's, it's, it's not a, a good idea if it's not something that you, it, it, if it not appeals to your target audience. So they were included too, and they had some very big added value to the brainstorm. So we, um, we had a, a, almost a, uh, yeah, six hours of, of brainstorm session, but it was, uh, separated in different topics, uh, different goals, and at the end of it, our script was 
mostly ready at the end of the brainstorm. So that was also something that, that was really important in the process of this uh, project. Okay, if we then then take the step uh, further to the to the realization of, of, of the of the project, how do I need to see that video? How how was it constructed? Uh, you you talked already about storytelling. How was that all done? That's a very important part of the movie. The storytelling. It was important that we normally, if you have VR goggles on, you are let loose. You want you can do whatever you want in a video. Mm -hmm. We wanted them to actually guide them through the movie, so we um, chose to work with a main character that shows you one project after the other, an innovative farm or a sustainable fishery project. And it's actually this main character that shows you these projects and it's like uh, a tandem. You, mm -hmm. as viewer, you are, the camera is the viewer position and he talks directly to you. And so you're very engaged in the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, and to make it even more attractive to youngsters, we chose for this main character, not some random person, but a TikTok phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. These are the social media um, channels that they are. Yeah, indeed. That's correct. That's how you uh, reach them. That's how you reach them. So we chose someone who is really popular in this specific target audience. Elias Verwild is a TikTok um, and Instagram um, influencer, so mm -hmm. to say. Um, he has on TikTok more than 600,000 followers, Ooh. mainly in this group of 14 to 16 year olds. He, he's also that, that age or? No, he's a little bit older, he's uh, 20 or 21, uh, but he uh, really appeals to this. He makes uh, funny videos about teachers in classrooms. And okay. he, yeah. he, he often does this um, video where he plays two characters. He's then and the student and the teacher and then makes funny memes and stuff like that. Very, okay. very funny. A bit hyperactive, but really cool. <laughs> yeah, but which, it works. Which, it works. works. Yeah. which works very well. He has a very um, expressive face, makes all these kind of funny looks. It's very funny to look at. So uh, he takes you into that journey. Exactly. And um, also in its very own style, very recognizable own style, which is really cool to see. And it really appealed to the youngsters. Uh, we didn't only use him as a main character in the movie, but also used him as a national face for our social media campaign. So he was really on two levels working and he was really um, enthusiastic about the project himself. We went with him to this different project to, to shoot the movie and he was like, whoa, look at this, and wow. So it was really a genuine Yeah, uh, it was actually an authentic yeah. uh, expression that he showed. Uh, how, how is that working with an influencer? Because influencers like to do it their way. On the other hand, you also have your brief, you want to deliver in a certain way. Can you steer them or? First of all, it's about finding the right match. So yeah. Elias wasn't the only person we contacted, but it was the very much the, the first one where we felt a really good connection. Uh, he understood the project, he was very enthusiastic about it, and I think that was the main reason why we, uh, we chose him yeah. uh, over the other ones. Um, it was mostly. a very organic process as yeah. well. I have like... <laughs> 
hours of WhatsApp conversation with him where he proposed his TikTok story or his Instagram story that he wants to make. He sent some screenshots and I was like commenting on it and saying, don't forget the hashtag this and the hashtag EU in my region, EU at my school, these kind of things. So, oh yeah, okay. And then he, yeah, it's really hours of conversation. <laughs> and for, at first we did our research because you don't want to have an influencer. Um, everybody has his own style. Uh, you you want to have, of course, somebody who who is, uh, if, if you see Europe like a brand, who matches with the brand. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was with Elias already okay. And then his enthusiasm was also very, very, very okay. And then we started uh, going back and forward again also with him. So the storyline is adapted to the style of Elias and not the other way around. Because if you want to use an influencer, it's... Uh, you. It's needed to, to let them be themselves. Otherwise, it's not authentic. And mm -hmm. for uh, people in the target audience, if they're not uh, authentic, they don't believe your story and they, they drop out. Because in the end, the video was like about uh, four, uh, three, three, minutes. Three, three minutes. But somebody in the target audience of 14 to 18, they choose in a few seconds if, they, if this is something they want to watch or they don't want to watch. So they mm -hmm. drop out very fast. So if you don't let the influencer speak in the way he normally does, uh, the whole thing, uh, it, it all falls apart. So uh, with, with, with Elias, the, the, the connection, we didn't have to steer him uh, too much because we already knew he was good for us as ambassador. And uh, well, we adapted a little bit of our things to make him feel comfortable in his mm -hmm. role. But in the, in the talk we had before we started shooting, you also mentioned that it's it was not only just Ilias taking people into that journey. There were also a lot of other things and gimmicks going on in the video if you started looking around, because it is a, a virtual reality video. It's a video. 360 experience, so you have yeah. to use this 360 environment where you are um, as a viewer. So we have the main character guiding you through the story, but in the meantime, if you're looking around and you just want to see there were many small things that we introduced in the video like some extra sounds or extra graphics or funny emojis um, for example we have the 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 mest robots in the in the farm and then we the manure like, robots yeah <laughs> and then we use like a little um shit emoji yeah <laughs> but that's the thing that yeah but that that's, that's the language like. of that's the, lang the language yeah that's the language like. they exactly. speak so so you sh you should use that and um, we also put a lot of effort in those details. So yeah. when the video was completely done, it, it, the work on all those little things just started. So it's a 360 degree video. So when Elias is talking you, to you directly, also stuff over here is happening and also stuff over there is happening. And um, that's a process that we, uh, with, with, uh, uh, with our own creative uh, team at Sylvester, we, we went, um, Every time we saw a new version of the video, we went back to it. Okay, what can we do more? What can mm -hmm. we do more to, to improve even the, 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 the user experience even more? Um, so we put also a, a really lot of effort in all the other extra things, in the music, in the... Um, it's the, different layers that have to... It, it, it's all about different layers, yeah. The, 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 the sound uh, effects, uh, about things happening behind you and making you to want to look around. Um, mm -hmm. So. Which, as a result, had that 
when we went with the video to the schools and, and students watched the video, that they wanted to see it again because you hadn't seen everything you the first time. Parts. The first yeah. time when you see the movie, you're very, whoa, what's this? And you're, and then, the yeah. second, then you finish the movie and then I want to see it again because so much happened. Good that you mentioned uh, that you went with the video to the schools because until now we had a great video, but yeah. then it need, needed to be delivered to the, to yeah. the right targets uh, audience. Exactly. How did that go? It was a roadshow, I, I understood. Yeah, yeah, that was also a very um, difficult part about the roadshow. Uh, where can we meet our target audience? Because um, it's not like, oh, I'm going to sound very old at this point, <laughs> but it's not like in my age, uh, you can go to um, uh, the neighborhood with all the bars and you can find them over there. That's mostly over, that's done. Um, so the schools was most likely the best option to get this roadshow uh, going and um, to, to have the maximum... Effect out of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah with these high uh, target numbers that we had from the client, they wanted 8,000 to 10,000 uh, students to see the movie. You have to go to where they are. So schools are a very logic that, approach. That's, that's an ambitious target. If, if you have a VR movie that, uh, for three minutes and you know so many students, uh, how, how did you tackle that? Well, first of all, we said to the client, uh, <laughs> Calm down. slow down, <laughs> 6,000, that will be great. That will be fantastic. Uh, but they kept on pushing to the, the eight to 10,000. Um, yeah, and I, with the client, we have a very good relationship. So we uh, brought ideas, they brought ideas, and we together formed a solution with this brand activation stand where we can put 10 students at a time with 10 VR goggles at a time with a sync app so they can we can start one movie in 10 goggles at one time. So we had a, like, uh, a flow of 800 students a day. 800 a day? Yeah. When we went to school and started with the first hour, a class hour, and then every hour, check, 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 um, at the end, 800 a day. Yeah, and that's also something that the client really added. Uh, our our um, main person that we uh, spoke uh, with the most was, was Jasper, Jasper Vervloed. Um, and he also has uh, an, 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 a teacher background. So uh, what he did is he, um, uh, we, we made some technical information about uh, the, the, the technical details of the, the stand, uh, but he added something uh, very valuable for the schools, um, and that's the, the, the learning process for the school. So something that they could integrate into their lessons. And um, normally, if the teacher wants to talk about Europe, it's mainly like when we at Sylvester received a briefing, it's like, that will be a difficult story. Mm -hmm. uh, but they also may, uh, saw in the schools that once they have seen the roadshow or that they, they knew that the roadshow was coming, they were more open to learn a little bit about Europe. So the schools yep. were very happy with us coming over there. And that's also the reason why, it's maybe a, a spoiler already, but uh, that uh, the, 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 the roadshow will get a second part in September because oh. so many schools saw the results and they now also want to, uh, to have a visit from, from uh, the roadshow um, so that they also can integrate this in their um, uh, package of uh, lessons. Yeah. If there will be a second uh, yeah, tour, um, 
I also assume the results uh, of, of the campaign itself were also very good and positive. Uh, how did you measure that? Uh, we counted every student. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I also think you, you did some research into whether the message sticked, whether yeah, they... of course eventually will yeah, start voting and, and have interest in Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's some impact analysis, uh, analysis being done. Um, first of all, we have a number of um, total students that uh, visited the roadshow because we had numbers from the schools of students going by. Um, we reached our target. Congratulations. We, <laughs> we had 9,210. Oh, even more than uh, expected. Uh, well, yeah. it was 8,000 to 10,000 to so it, let, let's yeah. say it was on target. Yeah. Uh, on yeah. target. But a very ambitious target. Very ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> so that's already first good point. But then um, when the students had seen the movie, they could fill in a fun quiz afterwards with some questions about the movie if they and, and about the European projects to see if they really um, gained some extra information, if they really learned something from the movie. And the results were very good. They... Um, Answered the yes or no questions all correct was really good. And then next to that, we also did some um, uh, impact analysis with some questions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the student was picked out to ask whether they liked the experience, if they learned something from Europe, um, if they want to learn more about Europe. And the results were really good. Um, can you tell, tell me how good? Can we already? <laughs> the, the, the results were a bit, um, uh, Jasper uh, told us, uh, they're a bit uh, Stalinistic. Uh, so <laughs> we had, um, uh, it was about 200, 200 uh, persons who were interviewed with, uh, with yeah. the survey. Uh, for the record, it was the client itself who did the survey. So yeah. we were not involved. So he did it. Uh, you didn't cheat anything. We, no, no. <laughs> but nope. it was uh, um, 100%. So everybody liked the way we presented it. Uh, this uh, oh, that's, they, that's they thought it was a fun way of learning about Europe. Yeah. Okay, that's impressive already. And then the ninety-two uh, percent was um, said that they learned something about it that they didn't knew before, and about eighty percent was willing to learn even more about the projects they saw in. Oh, but the movie. that's an impressive result, especially if you keep in consideration. The target audience you're working with, of and course, the yeah. abstract product that we sold. <laughs> Indeed, also, yeah. also that, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so, um, because the results were so impressive, uh, we also worked together with uh, the European Commission because they globalized the European funds. Um, so our roadshow is now traveling through Europe as best practice to show other countries how how to attract people in the target audience because it's not only in Belgium that it's difficult to reach them. Uh, it's, it's everywhere in Europe, probably everywhere in the world that it's really difficult to, to get to them uh, in their uh, yeah. and living. So our uh, yeah. complete project, making the VR film and going to schools with Rocho, this whole idea is being shown to other communication services all through Europe. Um, as a best practice. Sustainability is also an important topic uh, in, in Europe. True. I can imagine that that also was a requirement or at least needed to be incorporated in the roadshow. How do you look at that as an agency? First of all, we wanted to uh, make something that was lasting, mm -hmm. to say. So something that could be used not only today, but even in a year or two years. Um, the movie is now being made and can be used over and over again as 
shown we have, will have a second roadshow this mm -hmm. uh, this fall, but maybe next year as well, maybe in other countries as well. So that on itself is already a very sustainable thing. But next to that, we wanted also the brand activation itself to be sustainable. We um, um, used for the stand some really nice inflatables. Uh, we branded them in the European colors, uh, blue and yellow. So it's like a blue structure with mm -hmm. the yellow uh, stars, very recognizable, very European. And only the side panels of the tents to, to close or to make walls, mm -hmm. they were branded in the really campaign style with our influence, Ilias, yeah. a very central <laughs> on the side panels. But these side panels can easily be exchanged for others. So the yep. main structure can be used for other projects the European Commission or the European funds are organizing and they just have to order different side panels, which is a way <laughs> a lot cheaper, but also a lot more sustainable. Yeah, everything is re reusable and because it were inflatables, everything could fit into a very small van. So we yep. calculated the space that we needed with, uh, with, the, with the chairs and with the, with the desk and everything fitted in a yeah in a really small van so that also the uh the the carbon footprint was as low as possible uh on this roadshow mm -hmm. so uh, we yep. kept in mind of of every detail of the roadshow to to ensure that the sustainability was uh, we even was tried okay. to plan the visit of the schools like all schools in in western flanders were done in the same day so that the the person who we had a, a team manager leading the, mm -hmm. the the project on site, he could stay there, so he doesn't have to go all across yeah. Mars. These are makes sense. little details that really yeah, make a big impact. Those make the difference. Eh? Um, maybe as a last question, what was for you guys the the biggest challenge in in this project? We're going to let you. Uh, respond to your thing. Uh, my my thing was because I did mostly the the, the start of the project was timing. Mm -hmm. So uh, we received the briefing at the end of December, um, but then you still need to go to the whole creative process. So it was about the start of February uh, until we were up and running with the with the, with we had the brainstorms done. We had our vision. We started writing the the script. Um, but at that point, we needed to shoot the video. Uh, you, you see it over there uh, at mm -hmm. on the screen. You have like a, a camera with, with with seven cameras. And once we have we had, we had we had finished the shooting, the real 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 work started because we you have like footage from these seven cameras, and they need to be one image. So there is a lot of um, stitching. Stitching is it? It's called yep. uh, done by under. Uh, but that's that's manual work. So they have a, a software that, that does the beginning, but all the rest has to be done manually. So we were really up to the deadline with this kind of video. Um, so timing was a big issue. Uh, because we had, we had a very clear date that they wanted to start the roadshow with, which was Europe Day, the 9th of May. Like I said, in the beginning is this. So from December, and then it should, the whole project should stand uh, beginning of May. We beginning had our of May. first test day was the 2nd of May. Yep. Yeah, okay. I understand why time <laughs> was an issue. <laughs> timing was uh, very, very difficult. Uh, and also... And also budget. <laughs> um, the total budget for this project was uh, 100,000 euros, which is Ooh. which sounds a lot, but isn't a lot. No, but no, 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 not, no, indeed. It, 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 it is much lower than what I would have expected if you hear you telling this whole story. Especially if you go from the whole concept phase 
until the um, production phase. Yeah, it's not much. And especially with the high uh, target numbers that we got in the beginning from the client, very ambitious um, target. We were happy that we were able to make it as efficient as possible to be able to reach as much uh, pupils as possible to have a very good online campaign as well. But within the limited uh, amount, it wasn't easy. But yeah. <laughs> because just to make sure, the budget, the, the 100,000, it was the concept, it was the creation, it was the, the, script, the roadshow, it was the, the script, film. but also the campaign. Uh, Partly. Uh, we also had a, a little uh, support from the European Commission. Uh, we had also a few micro-influencers um, to, to help out the campaign. They were strong in, in, in for example, uh, Antwerp or somebody else was strong, for example, uh, um, Brussels. Um, but the, the, everything was included in, in that budget, so also the campaign. That's impressive. And... and, and yeah, I think the, the secret to the success is as well the very good relationship that we had with the client. It was really a teamwork. I've never seen that before, that a client is so involved and so um, working along to get to the result. I think that's a very... Yeah, because the, the roadshow was mainly like a toolbox that was given to the client. We had one uh, logistic... Uh, manager, let's say, who, who, who went from location to location to help out, but on the stand itself, it were uh, people from the, the four funds themselves and who were um, yeah. and, and volunteers, they, uh, which the client uh, searched for. Um, so it, it, was, uh, it was a great collaboration to get everything also within the budget. It's not only the Sylvester part uh, doing their job to get in mm -hmm. the budget, it was also the client who also said like, okay, this in the budget, uh, let's do that with volunteers. Yeah. Uh, okay, this in the budget, okay, we can do it like that. And that's the way um, it worked out within the budget. A very impressive um, case. Thank you so much for sharing it uh, with us here. Thank you for inviting us and uh, maybe next time. Thank you for the time. time. <laughs> yeah. And you at home, thank you for watching our show. I hope to see you next week.